Hey there, it's Chris, your friendly host. The episode you're about to listen to covers the topic of wedding videography. It's something that sometimes gets overlooked in a couple's wedding budget, but can play an important role in documenting the day. Ryan Stark from Stark's Studios in Peoria, Illinois, sat down and discussed how they handle videography for their clients, and also informs us of a few things that couples should be asking when they're looking to hire or may have already hired a videographer. We hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to go to our Facebook page and post any questions there that you may have for any aspect of wedding planning, and we'll be sure to ask those professionals in future episodes. Enjoy it. The St. Louis Wedding Podcast, helping you plan the best wedding in the St. Louis area. everyone and welcome to the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. This is Chris McMahon from McMusic Events and today in studio we have Ryan Stark from Stark Studios uh, to talk all things videography. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Stark Studios videography. Hey, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Um, Stark's Studios videography is based out of Quincy, Illinois, but we travel to St. Louis regularly. We're probably in the St. Louis market at least once a month, whether it be for corporate or for wedding video or just hanging out in St. Louis enjoying some of the great things that go on down here. So when did you get started in wedding videography and how did that come about? Oh man, that's that's a long story. It could take your whole podcast. Um, long story short was I got a video camera for Christmas and started playing around with it. I worked for a couple different uh, MMA promoters like mis- mixed martial arts, you're saying? Yeah, like okay. I, we would travel uh, all the way like Terre Haute, Indiana, Bettendorf, Iowa, uh, Kirksville, Peoria, all around, and uh, film for these promoters. And then a fighter asked me to uh, film his sister's wedding. That was back in probably 2006, 2007. Kind of hard to tell him no, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> he was a I mean, bigger than you were. He was bigger than me for sure. And you know, all I saw was, hey man, five hundred dollars. You know, and for you know, for a college kid to make 500 bucks, that sounded pretty good. And, you know, looking back, I definitely earned every bit of that $500. As far as your style of videography for weddings, how would you describe your style? Is there a label that you could put to it? It's really funny. In the, in the wedding filmmaking industry, people, you know, throw around the buzzword cinematic and, you know, or documentary style or, you know, photojournalism style. And it's really hard because you can't really, it's like nailing jello to a wall. You can't define <laughs> what cinematic is because each person has their own thought behind that. I would say that some of our shots are very, you know, cinematic, smooth, slow motion, you know, that really give you all the feels. But then we have many shots that are very documentary style, just capturing behind the scenes what's going on. It's really a good mix of both of those for us because we want those beauty shots of, when the bride's walking down the aisle or her first look with the groom, when they're having the romantic shots after the ceremony. We want those beautiful cinematic shots, but also we want to really capture what happened that day because your wedding day is something you want to remember how it happened. It and can be a whirlwind for many brides and grooms, and so uh, it is nice to be able to capture all of those behind-the-scenes types of things that they might have forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely important. It's not just having... The ceremony and reception film, that's everything that leads up to that. So why would you say a couple should consider having a videographer for their wedding? Well, I've been married for five years now, and 
we look back and it's hard to remember everything that happened that day because you're so focused on each other and you forget who came there you forget that these things that happened um but looking back at, at photos you start to recall oh yeah I kinda remember that happening but then when you look back at the video you saw what events led up to that photo and you saw how you know your maid of honor reacted when someone spilled mimosas all over the bridal suite <laughs> you know or what, whatever happened you know or and so those things you know maybe seeing your mom you know smile and tear up a little bit as you know you know see seeing your mom tear up as she's you know hugging you saying you know, I'm so glad that it's it's your wedding day or of course everybody wants that infamous shot of the groom kind of shedding a tear or getting a little misty-eyed when the bride walks up the aisle oh man if we could make a compilation video of groom reactions I think it would go viral oh that's and, awesome and it is it's so cool because you know the dad's reaction walking the bride down the aisle the groom's anticipation reaction waiting for his bride those are moments that a single photo can capture yes but seeing you know the dad choke up seeing the groom you know like wiping his tears away and like there's emotion that's capturing a video that you need to have to really remember what all happened cool yeah. so step us through the process if a, a couple is just recently engaged and they're in the middle of their planning and and they're considering a videographer uh, you know they let's say call you and you pick up the phone walk us through the process from beginning to end sure I think the biggest thing that when a couple is looking at wedding video and really looking at any of their vendors because they're probably listening to the podcast because they want to figure everything about planning their wedding is um, book vendors early. Um, when a couple calls us, sometimes their wedding is six months out, sometimes it's 16 months out. And you know, I've got several friends who we send texts back and forth, hey, is this day available? Hey, are you free this date? And most times, you know, oh, sorry, I'm already booked. Sorry, I'm already booked. Oh, maybe I've got another inquirer for that date. And, you know, as you know, so many brides get married in St. Louis on a given weekend, there's just not enough vendors to, to fit every single every single date. So we say, you know, book early. I guess our process is we want to get to know the couple. Um, one thing that we do specifically is once a couple books with us, we go out to dinner. We meet them you know, somewhere in town for dinner. Uh, we've traveled up to three and a half hours to meet a bride for dinner and then drove back because we really want to connect with the couple, um, get to know them. Storytelling is a big part of our day. Um, so we want to really tell your story accurately, um, whether that be you know through uh, toasts that are given that night, um, having the bride and groom tell their story, you know, kind of on camera that day um, to their wedding party, whether it be the notes that you guys write to each other, your vows, um, all that really fits together to to make your wedding film and so we want to really make sure that we know you as a couple and so we'll get to know you that way um, we'll touch base via email, we'll become Facebook friends and uh, really just connect and, and build that friendship with you and that's important with, with any vendor that you booked make sure that you're so comfortable with them because if you're not comfortable with your vendor on your wedding day things can be awkward and so make the effort to connect with them, reach out and build that friendship you hit a very important aspect of it right there is uh, getting to know each other because you're going to be spending all day with this couple. You know, usually the girls are getting up early and getting their makeup and hair done and drinking their mimosas or Bloody Marys. And, you know, sometimes you might have to knock on the door to wake the guys up. <laughs> but it is important that you get to know them as people 
so that you can capture that backstory because yes it can be an awkward situation if you don't have that good vibe with them to make sure that your personalities gel really well or what maybe adjustments might need to be done to make that couple happy or you know those types of things yeah it's definitely important to know a family dynamics to know who's involved in the wedding party you know is the maid of honor your best friend is it your sister you know is it your mom or is it your stepmom that's going to be helping with things because those things are all important if you say the wrong thing it can really flip the switch on how things are going to go the rest of the day so you've gone out to dinner with them to get to know them and then you know you have become Facebook friends and you've exchanged emails and, and things like that so then what happens as you get closer to the wedding day as things get closer to the wedding day we usually schedule a month out phone call just to touch base make sure they've hand their questionnaire back in make sure we have the timeline organized and if they have a wedding planner we've connected with the planner we've connected with a photographer and then we do an actual wedding week phone call where we call that Monday or Tuesday set up you know 15 20 minutes just to chat last minute details and make sure that we have all the times all the dates all the correct people and places in order so your timeline and the um, questionnaire that you talk about that's all about trying to make sure that you understand what shots they're wanting to get or what types of things you're they're wanting you to capture uh, do you also suggest different things to your couples as far as hey this is a thing that we commonly get um, you know to capture for the bride and groom how does that work sure a big thing that we talk about with our couples is the story which I mentioned earlier um, we will listen to the bride and groom and get to know them during dinner and find out maybe they have a really really unique engagement story you know he planned XYZ out and he got her mom and her sister and his sister and the best friend everybody's involved they've changed numbers and phones to protect you know the identities to set something big and huge up for the engagement that's just something we really want to pull out so we'll get that those stories in yes yeah, so in our in our questionnaire really it, it kinda it talks about them as a couple a little bit what we need to know about them about their dynamic what they want in their film anything to be aware of is there anything that's gonna be unique in the ceremony something that's different than what would traditionally happen um, are there any aging grandparents that you want to make sure you have in the film things of that nature just logistics mainly so we know what to capture when to capture and where we're at now come morning of the wedding how does that work what happens so typically we'll go, we'll knock on the bride's door at 4.30 to make sure she's ready to go. P.M.? <laughs> oh, no, A.M., man. Like, we're, there, we're there first thing. Hello. No. It really depends on what time they're starting. Um, we usually come about an hour and a half, two hours before um, the dress comes on. So it gives us plenty of time to capture um, all the fun hair and makeup things that go on, all the laughter, all the giggles, all the, the silliness. Um, when the groom, maybe they go play golf, maybe they go shoot clays, they go fishing. Something that morning we go and we capture that. It gives us plenty of time to just spend the day with them because those are all memories that they're creating that we want to make sure they have. And so we'll start there that morning. Um, my wife and I work together and so she'll go with the girls, so I'll go with the guys. Um, sometimes we'll trade off back and forth. Um, you know, you get the guys that are real macho and they don't want to listen to what a guy has for them to do or pose but if you get a girl there I mean they let loose they're easygoing you know they want to impress the female in the room and I'm sure that your wife can probably whip them into shape too if, if they're being a little stubborn she can yes Kimber, Kimber's great at that and she can uh, really make sure that the guys feel relaxed and but she can also you know herd them together when they get pretty spread out and 
needs to reel on back in. She's great at that as well. And so then it goes on to capturing the ceremony and then do you guys go with the bride and groom if they're going somewhere between ceremony and reception? Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing that that's a huge misconception that people think of wedding video from maybe even the 90s, early 2000s. It was just someone would come and they would set up in the back of the cere ceremony, back of the venue. They would set up somewhere in the back and they'd have one camera on a tripod and they would capture that. Then they would show up at the reception, capture toasts and dances, and that would be it. You know, now we're with your photographers. We come, we tag along, and we're getting movement shots as your photographer's working. And those are all parts of it. That's where we get a lot of the romantic and the candid shots for your film, the beauty shots, as we would call it. Cool. And then after the reception's over, you know, the end of the night, that's it. Over, done. Sure. Typically, um, just like your photographer, we'll be there for intros, cake, dances, toasts, um, and then open dancing will stay for you know five six seven songs till we have enough dance footage if you aren't dancing then we have to hit up the DJ and say hey come on man get something going step it up and uh, but usually, that's usually never a case we've had great DJs we've worked with in St. Louis area they've all been you know phenomenal and uh, you know, everybody comes to party and that's what it's about so then after the wedding's over what what happens with the video then how long does it take for you guys to go through an edit or are you guys doing type of uh, some type of previews or you know sneak peek type stuff so definitely we offer what's called a same day edit and so we're able to shoot edit and show a film that night typically it's prepped through all of your romantic candidates after the ceremony everything up until reception basically and then we'll edit together and we'll bring our own projector our own screen hook up our audio to the DJ and show your guests uh, like a two-minute film that night of your day. So that's an awesome way that those guests maybe that didn't go to the ceremony could kind of get a recap of the day as well. Yeah, definitely that. And even the um, you know the guys seeing the girls getting ready, the girls seeing the guys get ready, they don't see that either because they're in opposite places. And so we're able to show that um, and just the guests get a little taste of what happened even after the ceremony and some of the romantic shots. And in addition to the same day edit, we also offer um, anywhere from a four to ten minute film. And that's more of just a longer highlight version. That would include the couple's story where we mix together audio from the day, whether it be something the officiant says, something from Toast, something from their letter or note they wrote to each other. And we really mix all that together to craft a story of their film. After, let's say, the same day edit or um, your, your shortened film, is there a longer version that mm -hmm. is typically delivered? And how long does that typically take to get t you know done? Sure, definitely. We offer um, a ceremony and toast cut as well. Someone wants the full-length ceremony, all the toast. We do offer like you know a full-length kind of a they call the doc edit or documentary edit of that. It's basically real time from when Grandma walks down the aisle and everybody follows to when Grandma exits and everybody before that, um, word for word. You'll get that cut. We run uh, four cameras during that, so you'll have you know real time cutting back and forth to what the best angle of each event is during your ceremony and same thing with toast we're getting reaction shots we're getting the couple we're getting the person giving the toast all at one time so we can cut back and forth average delivery time is usually around eight weeks and that's, that's pretty standard in our industry um, some people are even four to five months out on you know delivering films um, people that are doing 30 40 50 weddings a year they're usually out at that four to five month range we do about 15 weddings a year that puts us about eight weeks out. So you said you have four cameras going at the ceremony, and then what about the reception? 
Perception, we're usually running during toast. Um, three cameras, one person, one on the bride and groom, one on the person giving the toast, and one grabbing just reaction shots of guests. Um, during the dances, usually two to three cameras. And then uh, during when they're doing like all the open dancing, we usually run one to two cameras during that time as well. And for our listeners, you have got to understand that is so important. Uh, I'm speaking from firsthand from my wedding. Our videographer was supposed to have two cameras uh, ready to go all day, all night, and they had a problem. And we ended up having one camera for our ceremony. Um, we only had one microphone for the ceremony, uh, the clip-on microphone. And then at the reception, there was supposed to also be two cameras, and they only had one, and they ended up having issues with that. So our finished wedding video, I got to say, was very disappointing because we, we they were able to capture all of the front stuff of the toasts and the first dance and so forth. But then when it came time to dancing, there's a clip of some friends dancing to Love Shack. It cuts away to a couple of interviews of guests, and then it cuts away to another clip of Love Shack. I mean, our whole video is nothing but separate clips of, of people dancing to Love Shack. It was kind of, it was so disappointing uh, because of the fact that they didn't have backup equipment. But in this case, you've got, you know, three cameras set up right there at the reception and, and ready to go. So for, again, for our listeners, you know, that is an important thing to make sure that your videographer uh, is bringing is, is backup equipment. So Ryan, tell me, what is your favorite part of capturing the, the wedding day? in regards to video what's what's your favorite part about the day let me go back to like gear gear real quick you talked about how your your uh you talked about how your videographer had only one camera one mic the audio is something that's really important when you are giving your vows back and forth we'll always mic the preacher because what he says is very important sometimes the bride and groom are a little bit further away from the officiant and sometimes even the bride and groom are step are placed a little bit further apart as well and so we will mic the officiant, we will mic the groom. If the bride is giving vows as well, if she's saying, you know, handwritten vows, we're able to put a mic inside the dress and it's all white and tapes in really nice. Uh, we'll put uh, a recorder on the podium where someone might be doing readings. And then we have um, just kind of an ambient audio from the back to catch your you know, reaction for clapping and things of that nature and ambient music. So audio is essential to video. Um, if someone's just rolling up with they may have two or three cameras, but no other professional audio gear to capture things. They're doing you a disservice in that. Um, so audio is equally as important as video when it comes to you know videography for your wedding day. Great point. So Ryan, tell me about your favorite part of the wedding day. What's what's the favorite moment you like to capture? I would say my favorite thing is when a couple does a first look. Um, just seeing the anticipation as the groom's waiting he might be wringing his hands or he's shuffling his feet and she's just walking up to him huge smile on her face he's getting nervous and then the moment when she taps his shoulder he turns around and sees her for the first time it's so nice when like photographers and videographers are able to kind of be at a distance and shooting with their telephoto lens in and just give that couple that intimacy and privacy to just be in the moment with each other. Oh, it just gives me goosebumps when we, when we have an awesome first look like that. And and so that's one of those moments, listeners, again, that you should really consider doing is that first look before your ceremony. Because, yeah, walking down the aisle and seeing the bride for the first time is, is a cool moment. But your photographer or videographer 
can get you set in a location or a pose or a situation that can really enhance that moment. So you kind of get to enjoy that moment twice. You get the moment, get to enjoy the the original first look where it's happening, and then of course there's the still the cool moment of the doors open and the bride walks in with dad down the aisle. So you kind of get to get the best of both worlds there. Um, whereas if you were to just do that first look at, at the ceremony, it's just yeah, it's still a cool moment, but it's it's just one moment. Um, so you guys have a lot more creativity uh, to be able to. Do that first look if you if you do it before the ceremony. Definitely, and your photographer will love it too because then you can get so many more of your family shots, couple shots, bridal party shots before the ceremony, and it frees you up for so much more time after the ceremony to have the time to capture photos at that time as well. Sure, and so again, a common theme among a lot of our episodes that you're kind of hinting about is that timeline. All of us are always working with our couples to help make sure that that timeline goes off without a hitch and is smooth. And so that's something that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, that you work with your, your couples with. What would you say is the toughest part of being a wedding videographer? I would say right now the hardest part of being a videographer is the um, low barrier to entry. Anyone can go to Best Buy. They can buy, you know, a DSLR for 800 bucks and call themselves a videographer. So there's a lot of competition out there. But the hard thing is, everybody starts somewhere. I was that kid one time. For couples who are on a tighter budget, you know, that person is great because they're learning. You're going to get a really good deal because they're going to have all kinds of footage to edit together, and you're going to get a video from them. Um, if you have someone who is maybe in that two to three thousand dollar range, you know they're going to have you know multiple cameras. They're going to have some audio gear set up. They're going to have you know maybe maybe ten, fifteen, twenty weddings under their belt. And they're going to you're going to get a more polished look, you know. And then you're going to have people that are have you know fifty, sixty, seventy, maybe a hundred weddings under their belt, and they're charging anywhere from you know four to eight thousand dollars or even more. And you're going to get you know a really phenomenal film that's polished and can make everything look beautiful. Like you say, it seems like now anybody with a, a DSLR can start taking video and, like you say, call themselves a videographer. But that's only half of the battle. It's what they do with that footage and polishing it and putting it together to make it a professional product at the end is really what makes videographers stand out from one another. Like many aspects of vendors that you'll choose for your wedding team is you get what you pay for. You can go, like you say, and find that new videographer and you know who's charging four or five hundred dollars. Or you can, you know, go and find someone who's experienced and, you know, charging five to eight thousand dollars. Uh and there's gonna be a difference in the results. And so, you know, couples planning their weddings just have to decide what their priorities are and kind of budget accordingly of what they want or where they want to be. What are some of the cool tools that you and Kimber use uh, to get some of those amazing shots? I mean, I've seen drones and, you know, GoPros mounted on the ring bearer as he's walking down the aisle or things like that. What are some things that you guys incorporate to get some of those really amazing shots? Yeah, definitely. Uh, drones are super popular right now. Um, as long as it's in a spot where you can fly it safely with weather and location proximity, Drones are an amazing tool to get those cinematic shots from the air. Another tool we use quite often is called a gimbal, and it basically allows us to get a really smooth shot as we're walking or moving around. 
Um, instead of having like the handheld shaky look when you're like walking carrying a camera, um, the gimbal takes out that shake so we can get the really smooth creamy shots that appear to be more cinematic. And just another tool we use is just wireless mics and audio recorders. Like we talked about earlier, audio is so important. And without you know those tools, you know a good chunk of our video would be less interesting, so you couldn't hear what you're saying. And you already mentioned that you travel all over the St. Louis area. Um, you've been doing this for a few years now. What are some of the changes that you've seen just in the time that since you've started to now in the in regards to wedding videography? Oh man, from our first wedding, it was just like I said before, what people thought: ceremony and reception. You know, a few cameras cutting back and forth, and that was it. Um, the highlights came where we start creating a video to music and that was really cool because they could see the whole video wrapped up in three to four minutes. I mean, we've all got friends that want to come see our wedding, but do they really want to sit back through a 90 minute Catholic mass and watch it again? Probably not. But they'd be, they would love to watch a three to four minute music video of it. And so that's what we offered for many years. And then the storytelling aspect has really become popular the past couple of years where we're telling the couple's story through their video. Um, that's another change we've seen come. And uh, now people are wanting even longer highlights, maybe a 20 or 30 minute um, highlight video with audio and music put into it. And that's really great if we have uh, the ability to capture that much that one, that same day. If we're with the couple for you know 10, 12 hours, we can easily you know put together a, a 20 minute film as well with the highlights. Now, how are uh, wedding videos delivered nowadays? Because I know when I got married 21, almost 22 years ago, it was a VHS tape. Now, for you millennials listening to this, a VHS tape is almost um, <laughs> like this big, square, plastic, giant cassette-looking tape. And if you're asking what a cassette tape is, ask mom and dad. But um, after the, the VHS, you know, then there came DVDs and, and so forth. But what is the current technology that you're delivering your videos on? Oh man, it's digital delivery all the way. Um, I still have clients who want a DVD for grandma or someone else that doesn't, you know, isn't tech savvy. But with the DVD, you're losing half the quality that we shot it in, if not more. And so digital delivery is where it's at. We use uh, a couple different online platforms um, that allow you to download and stream it right from an app, right to your TV, right on your cell phone. So anywhere you go, you can relive your wedding video and show it to anyone you want to. And so you just mentioned they can download that, uh, so that is then something that they can put onto maybe their hard drive or their computer or an external drive or a thumb drive or whatever to kind of have that backup to archive and put it in their wedding box or whatever to look at on your anniversary. Definitely. I mean, you really have to download and backup your things. We offer, um, di we offer digital downloads for couples. They can take their film and download it, and we recommend that. We'll give them instructions on how to do so because... Anything online isn't safe. Um, there's always copyright violations that go out there and things get flagged, videos get taken down. We do, we do properly license all the music we put in our films, but there's occasions that the machine bots that go through YouTube and Vimeo and scan those things, they see a song that is popular and copyrighted, they flag it, and then you have to produce you know, your copyright uh, agreement, your licensing that you purchased. And so, you know, if your videographer, you know, maybe retired or is no longer in the business and they can't, you know, fight that copyright claim, then you're out your video. Gotcha. And so you always want to make sure you download your things and save them. So, right, most couples 
that are listening have never gotten married before, and so they're always looking towards the professionals that they're looking to team up with to help give them some guidance. What are some important questions that you think couples need to be asking of videographers that they're either looking to hire or that they already have hired maybe that might help them get a better result? It's really good to know your vendors. Um, I really encourage couples to ask any and all questions that they have. Definitely ask to see their portfolio. Um, maybe ask for a wedding that they've done at a certain venue. Maybe you're looking to have your venue downtown and maybe ask the videographer, hey, if you shot a wedding here before, I'd love to see what that looked like. Um, you know, if they have, you might ask them, do you have one shooter, two shooters, three shooters? Um, how long are you going to be with me that day? Are there certain hours? Ask them what your final deliverable is. Do they offer a three to four minute film only? Do they offer a 20 minute feature? Can you get the full length ceremony? Um, if you want drone footage, definitely ask about that. Um, and then let your vendors know what locations it is so they can double check and make sure it's even available. Um, because there are certain places in St. Louis, if it's close to the airport, you can't fly. It's not safe. Um, other things you might ask your videographer would be um, ask if they have insurance. Um, some venues that you go to, they'll ask your vendors to provide insurance. So make sure that um, they are covered. Ask about a backup if they would be injured, hurt, sick. Is there someone who can fill in for them at the drop of a hat? Now, you had mentioned something that I think is important to uh, dovetail off of, and you had talked about the location and seeing maybe previous um, videos from a videographer that at a specific location. We've got all kinds of various venues in the St. Louis area. Some lend themselves better to certain light and others not so much. Uh, how do you guys handle the differences in the venues? You know, you've got some venues that are downtown, maybe right on Washington Avenue that are nothing but windows, you know, along the whole wall, or but you've got others that might be lower levels of buildings that are, have older architecture that might be a little bit more darker or dim or more oak, you know, type wood. Do you guys bring lighting or how do you handle that? We absolutely bring lighting. Um, for receptions, we will light your reception up 100% each time because that's important. Even for ceremonies, if needed, we can light your reception. Last weekend, we were at a venue with stained glass windows on one side of the church and nothing on the other side. And so it was very uh, unbalanced. And so we used lights to fill in one side of the, of the wedding party so we could see them. So yeah, we definitely have to bring lights to accommodate certain venues. And we have them so they're wireless, they're on batteries, so I have a remote, I can change the color and the hue and the brightness off my remote, and that way it's really seamless. Awesome. All right, Ryan, so we're going to ask you the, the infamous question that we ask all of our vendors at the end of every episode. Uh, you've got a client who's hired you for their wedding, and as a couple of months away from their wedding, they say, hey, we've got some out-of-town guests that are coming. Um, where's a suggested place that you suggest we tell our family and friends to visit while they're in St. Louis that would kind of help capture the essence of the St. Louis area? Is there a, a destination spot or a restaurant that you like, oh, this is my go-to to send people to to experience St. Louis? Man, that's a tough one. St. Louis is so great. We love coming down for the food and the culture. I would say uh, if they've never been to St. Louis, obviously take them to see the arch when it's lit up at night. That's really cool. 
So how can couples get in touch with you, Ryan, if they have additional questions or might be interested in, in talking more deeply with um, your company? Uh, definitely find us uh, online. We've got a website. We've got a Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, you can give us a phone call at 217-430-2679 or find us on our website at S-T-A-R-K-S. S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot com. So there's two S's there, folks. Starks Studios. We'll put all that information at the bottom in the show notes. But Ryan, thanks for joining us on this episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Couples, we hope you join us for the next episode. And in the meantime, we hope you're having a blast planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be updated when new episodes drop. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and submit any questions or suggested topics for future episodes. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. And until next time, we hope you're having fun planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area.